I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so excited to have my next guest here. We have Jen Menchaka, who is the co-founder and CEO of Perfect White Tea. And if you have not tried perfect white tea yet. You absolutely must. They are so comfortable, so stylish. And the t-shirts, of course, are always at the top of my list of must-haves, but uh, on the top of everybody's must-have list. She is here with us today to share more about her journey in creating the brand that she and her co-founder, Lisa Hickey, uh, have created. And I love these t-shirts, as I in case you can't tell, and how they feel and fit, plus how they are all made and sourced here in the U.S. I can't wait to hear more about that and also learn about how they've stayed true to their mission while staying true to the brand's unique and refreshing approach to design. And I'm really interested to understand what prompted her to go and start this incredible brand. Anyway, I will be quiet now. So without further ado, (laughs) welcome, Jen. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that's very sweet. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. And thank you on behalf of of my co-founder partner, Lisa, as well. Um, we're super honored to be part of this, to be part of this process. Thank you. So fun. So before we get into hearing about Perfect White Tea, I would love to hear, did you always think you were going to be an entrepreneur? I mean, was this kind of in your blood from day one? I mean, um, I... Yes, yes and no. I mean, it's funny as my parents, my dad worked at NASA. He had a government job and it was pretty much a nine to five. So he was very by the book. My dad was super, you know, corporate, if you can, you know, for lack of a better term. But then my mother, though, my mother was an entrepreneur. She took care of children at, at our house. So she was a a daycare giver, a babysitter for all the kids in the neighborhood. And so that's how she put all four of us through college you know, was, was with her, was with her money, with her salary. So she always reinvented herself. She was always, you know, she was the mom in the neighborhood. She would bring kids in, she would raise them. She would, you know, she would consult with the parents. She was such, she just was a her own go-getter and she didn't, she didn't have a college degree. She just decided to do this on her own. She kept her books. She didn't do any marketing, but that's, that's, I think where I got it was the entrepreneurship from my mom. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's so interesting. Like I think, uh, you and I are, are uh, we were chatting a little bit about this before that, you know, you kind of don't appreciate your parents, I guess, like, and, and what you don't think you do, but you pick up on so much. Uh, my, my son, who's 21, is actually starting a beverage company. He's still in college. He's like starting a company. And, and I think, you know, he picked, he was, making sure that labels were faced the right way on the shelf at every single target for his whole life, right? So, I, I mean, of course, he's, you know, he thinks anyone can go and start a beverage company and, you know, right. like, awesome. 
Like, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's learned a ton about it. Um, And every once in a while, he'll, he'll ask us questions like along the way. But I think having the courage when you see somebody close to you that is making it happen and demystifying it a little bit, I think it's helpful uh, to, to be able to just go and do something. I agree. I agree. And I was thinking, I was thinking about this earlier because there's a lot of, you know, it goes, it kind of goes also into like women's empowerment a Mm -hmm. little bit too. So, so I'm not teaching Mia about women's empowerment. I'm being that person, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a difference. She watches me. So it's like, she's learning by watching just like your kids do. They listen. I mean, and granted, a lot of it is like at arm's length, like, oh my God, mom, you're so annoying, but she's still learning by osmosis. And you don't have to like, you know, talk to them every day about it. They're, she hears me on the phone. She makes fun of how I talk on the phone because she's yeah. like, and you know, and the t-shirt didn't come in right and it's too long and she makes fun of me. But yeah, you're right. There is, you know, eventually there it's going to, it's just going to seep into their psyche and that's, it's going to be part of who they are. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I get to do this and I'm fortunate that my daughter is watching me and I, I don't know. She may, she may totally hate what I do and do something totally different and become like a yodeler or something professionally because (laughs) she's so tired of hearing me talk on the phone, but I'll take my chances. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. 
in today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Yeah, no, definitely. So I told a friend that I was interviewing the founder of Perfect White Tea. And and even though your company is not very old, she was very, she was like, oh my God, I love, love their stuff. So how have you generated so much awareness for the brand? Uh that like what what's been the key yeah. thing? Okay, so that I, I love telling the story. Um, so so we actually came up with the concept. Um God, I came up, I mean, I guess it was like five years ago. It was like perfect white tea. It comes, it's, it's really based on the feeling you get when you wear your perfect white t-shirt. I secured that Instagram like years ago because I knew that that is who I am. It's all about the basics and it's all about not reinventing the wheel. I'm just perfecting something that I love already. So, so Lisa and I keep saying we, I'm so sorry. It's like, she's in my pocket. I love it. (laughs) Totally. Cause we're so close. So we got, got together in 2019, had came up with the idea. Literally by 2020, we were ready to launch. The, we actually had a little bit of an easier time doing it simply because she and I worked together. She was she had done sales for my previous previous brand for about seven years. So we came, we became very close friends, very close colleagues. She actually owns a multi-line um, showroom in New York City. 
So we'd worked together selling my previous brand to hundreds of retailers across the country already. And I was one of those brand owners and designers that went to every single trade show and literally spoke to every single buyer because that's what I do. I love mm-hmm. to talk. It was like Lisa would and her team would sell and Jen would talk. And that was basically our relationship. So when we decided to launch at the tra- at one of the major trade shows in New York City, under a different name, everybody, all our buyer friends were there like, oh my God, what are you guys up to? So mind you, this trade show was in March of 2020. Okay. So we, we all have war stories from March of 2020. Ours was, we decided to start a new company with like, no joke, a few days before the world shut down. So we're at, we're at this major show, which is called Coterie in New York. And we got a lot of attention and we actually got orders and we we're like, okay, let's do this. We're, we're ready to go, ready to ship. We started shipping and the next day, the world shuts down. So we thought, okay, what to do next, right? This is, I'm sure you've heard war stories from everyone. So we shipped it very quickly because we had partnered with a fabric, um, a fabric mill here in Los Angeles. We started making masks. So we started making masks very quickly. So we just pivoted. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things with a small business, you got to pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're nimble. Everything is done here. So I just walked to the factory. We started making patterns for masks, all different kinds of masks. Did that for a few months. And then the magic started happening. Because we had already received so many orders from our current and our previous buyers that knew us as people and not just as brand, they were like, oh, no. And May, April, May, June, we started seeing people, you know, calling us saying, Hey, I have no product in my stores. So they were like, cause people were, everything just shut down the world, like literally blinds went down. Mm-hmm. But because we, we, we manufactured here in Los Angeles, our logistics are in Los Angeles. We were sitting on the goods. We're like, okay, let's do it. So we started shipping. Then what happens is, and we saw this interesting shift in apparel with retailers, they really started using their social media to get the word out. Mm -hmm. So it almost forced that. We all know social media changed so much during the pandemic that the the buyers and and the store owners started selling on Instagram and really became, as entrepreneurs do, they, they, they also pivoted and they're like, you know what? I got to sell however I can sell. So because people weren't coming into stores, they were selling on their Instagram. So what was happening is our product started hitting the floors. They started talking about it. And on top of it, we were the comfortable t-shirts, sweatpants, sweatshirt brand that everybody was in at the time. So it, it literally, it just exponentially started growing. And that's because our buyers and our district, you know, our distributors and the people that we know and love, um, and, and, and the retailers, the small business owners, they were they they became nimble and they adapted to the new marketplace. So we and we were like, okay, let's do this. And so you know, things were a little slow with payment and us getting it out the door because we had to shut down every once in a while because somebody caught COVID, but. We just basically navigated that very, those very difficult months and we partnered with our retailers. And so they loved us. We loved them. They started talking about us. So I, we really have to attribute it to our, to our friends and our retailers all around the country that helped us grow. To be honest with you, that's kind of how, that's how it went. So we're very lucky. I love that story. So just to back up, so how would you describe perfect white tea to anyone who has not had an opportunity to wear the product? Yeah. So, so 
Lisa and I, my, my partner, she, we love t-shirts. So it just starts there. We just love t-shirts. And for me personally, because, um, I have such fond memories of my father, um, running around the house and, you know, jumping on the roof and getting under the cars. And he always wore this damn white V-neck t-shirt, this horrifically dirty white Hanes t-shirt that was stained from years of, you know, his manual labor. But I loved, there was something very, I don't know, it was like visceral for me, the idea of this perfect white t-shirt. It was a basic, uh, probably even a Hanes t-shirt. So that, there was something about that product in my mind that I've always loved. So Lisa and I thought, you know what, we are, we are, a lot of times t-shirts are an afterthought for some designers and some brands where they're denim brand and then they'll do t-shirts or they're a dress brand and then they'll add in t-shirts. But for us, we wanted to lead with t-shirts and lead what you know. And it's based on that feeling. When you have your perfect white t-shirt, you will not let anybody borrow it. You will bleach the damn thing 40 times because you're like, this has got to work. The stain has got to come out because this is my only t-shirt. So we started with that. Keep it simple, stupid. I know that that is super cliche, but for us, that really is what we start, what we lead with is keep it simple. So we want to make the perfect V-neck, the perfect crew neck, the perfect tank top, the perfect sweatshirt, the perfect jogger. And so we want to own that word perfect. Just be the best in, and stay in your lane. So for us, every, every style that we, you know, come up with and want to put in the line, we want to make sure it's the best in that category and not get crazy. Like like I said earlier, we're not reinventing the wheel. We are just perfecting this product. And because it's made in Los Angeles, it's easy to, to pivot, like I said, to react and to respond to the marketplace. So we listen to our customers. We listen to our buyers. Again, back from the beginning, it's based on those relationships we have with our retailers. What's working? What's not? Let's look at the numbers. We're able to pivot. We're able to add new colors. We're able to pull back on things that don't work, add in things that our end consumers and our buyers are looking for. So I kind of feel like, for lack of a better term, I, I kind of feel like it's a crowdsourcing effort. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not the smartest person in the room. Lisa's not the smartest person in the room, but our team members are smart. Our buyers are smart and our consumers are smart and we listen. So I feel like that, you know, that based on the fact that we also have partnered with our with our fabric mill and it's a family owned fabric mill and he's been doing fabric for 30 years mm -hmm. and he he knows he knows his product so we get first off the line he's like a mad scientist we get new fabric sometimes randomly we get great pricing because he's creating the the product for us and it's I don't know. I think I, I'm, I feel like I'm a little long winded here, but no, I, I get love so it. excited no. to talk about this. And I kind of, it's great. Lose, I kind of lose my mind a little bit. <laughs> so you're in, you're made and entirely sourced in the U S how did you decide that that was like a critical component, um, for your product? Because I feel like as I was reading up on the, the early days, uh, you know, we, you knew that that's what you were going to do. Obviously with COVID as well, it probably, was really helpful to have everything here in the U.S. as well because we've heard horror stories where you know the world was operating in a different timing around the world, so people couldn't have shipments if they were relying on Italy to have fabrics, and then they couldn't get the fabric because those 
the the virus was uh, it was operating on its own schedule and closing down factories around the world. But I'm so curious, like, how did you decide? Because that seems like even before uh, any of this craziness was going on, that you had made that decision. That's a really good question. Um, we're really proud of that, and it's not easy because you know it's 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 a little more expensive to to produce here. But I'll I'll tell you this, and this is the truth: nobody makes better T-shirts than than our factories in California. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I mean, from the it, it, I don't know if it's because of the fa- you know the fabric, the way the fabric is is knitted. Um, it's just this is the mecca for that, mm-hmm. and. The, between the the knitting and the finishing and the dye process, there is just something very special about t-shirts made here, particularly in California. Um, and so we really want to stay true to that. Like I said, it can be a little difficult, you know, with, with pricing and stuff, but we're really committed to keeping our product here. That doesn't mean to say that there aren't pro- um, factories around the, around the world that are that are good at what they do. And I don't want to take away from any sort of international brand brands that, you know, that work internationally, but for us, that's what works for us. The aesthetic is created the best in our opinion here, right here, right in our backyard. So, you know, and also, like I said, it allows us to, it allows us to, to react to the marketplace very quickly, you know, and we, we stock our fabric, we stock our PFD goods, which is our prepared for dye goods, basically blanks. And then we stock our finished goods as well. And it's hard to do that if you do that overseas. That's a whole other podcast, I think, when it comes yeah. to logistics. But that's, that's the, the, you know, the quick and dirty to that. I love it. Knowing what you know today about launching a company, do you think you can spot an entrepreneur or somebody that has it? I feel like there's an energy about it, like somebody who's super curious and somebody who is just gets back up again and... They don't always have to be the the uh, always optimist, I guess. You know, there's definitely different personalities, I guess, in different entrepreneurs, but you can just see it. What do you think is the key driver to somebody who is going to go launch their own company? I mean, do you, do you feel like there's there's a lot? You also have the co-founder too. That's That's another question that I get a lot. Like, do you need to have a co-founder? And, you know, why is that important? But I, I'm so curious what you think about, you know, this, the DNA of an entrepreneur? So that's a really good question. I'm really glad you asked that. It's funny because I I do think that there is an energy. That's a great way to put it, by the way. There's definitely an energy, but what I see, what I see is, what I see is like curiosity in, in entrepreneurs. And, and I'll go and I'll start talking about having a co-founder right now, but because I, it's easy for me to describe Lisa, she's always very curious. So she had never done production before. She had only done sales, right? So now she's, she's a co-founder of a brand. So now she has to know about things that she didn't want to know about before, which is production and logistics and all the BS that goes on behind the scenes with, with getting, getting a product from start to finish, right? The questions that she's asking all the time is like, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? Like, she doesn't need to understand the mechanics of knitting a fabric or what does it actually mean to to dye a garment? But it's the curiosity. She's always asking whether or not that's her job because we're pretty, she knows what she's best at. I know what I'm best at. And we try not to cross over because then we just, you know, we don't have the bandwidth for that. But it really is. And you can see the people 
when you meet someone and they ask you the questions, like the questions that you get asked, you kind of like, okay, I feel that energy. People want to understand something they don't know. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, you walk into something you don't know every single damn day. Mm -hmm. And, and so if you're afraid of that, you're not going to make it. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, you have to know, you have to walk into the room and this is the other thing I tell, I'm sorry, I keep like, no, I love it. But, but like, check your ego at the door. Like you said, there are a lot of different personalities, right? And as entrepreneurs, I think the ones that are successful do check their ego at the door. I do not want to be the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. I don't. So if you can actually, and I learned that from my father, by the way, at NASA, because when he he would hire, when he would hire team members to help him launch, you know, a a man to the moon, he was like, you know what? I, I, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to hire people that build me up and teach me things because I don't have an ego. So that's what, that was one of the most beautiful things about my relationship with, with Lisa is that we have no ego. It is checked, you know, because and Lord knows, and you know, this too, right. it's like, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot be a, a particular type of micromanager and you don't have to be the one person that comes up with the answers. I don't want to come up with all the answers. You know how it feels at the end of the day when you're (laughs) coming up with all the answers, you're tired. So I don't know. I think it's a combination of a lot of those things, but it's the curiosity. I think that really starts it all for me. I I totally agree. So uh, you just launched your first store, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. In, in Soho, which is very, very exciting. So, uh, so, and you started out as a direct to consumer company initially, initially, but was the plan really to sell to smaller store? But I mean, you had a fairly, you have a fairly big business online as well. Yes. So yeah. people sometimes think that we're just online because we do have a really big business there. Um, but we did start with the smaller stores. We started with the smaller um, uh, high-end boutiques mm-hmm. um, around the country. We're also, by the way, in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and we just picked up in a distributor in Israel as well. So we're you know, trying to go internationally, but you got to walk before you can run. So, but yes, we started, we started just servicing our our, our smaller boutiques and our online business, but the store um, idea was is so important. And it's interesting because again, especially given like, you know, with the pandemic and the shift in business and small business and service, you know, goods, consumer goods, the economy, people are like, don't open a store. I think that's bunk mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest with you. It, retail, in my opinion, is strong and it is what it is because people are now really wanting that and to talk to that in consumer. They're wanting that experience. And for us, because of inherently who we are as a brand and how we listen to our customers and we listen to our buyers, having a store was extremely important. We knew we couldn't do it on our own. We've partnered with Leap. Um, to help us manage the store and run the store and all the logistics behind it. But to have to have a place where our consumers can walk in and actually feel the ethos of the brand. Lisa and I designed the store. It is totally us in so many ways. It's super simple. It's not complicated. It is not brain surgery. It's a very easy um, assortment to go through. So I, that was important to us. We just 
wanted to, to talk to our end consumers. And sometimes I'll go in there and talk to people and they, they walk in and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, who's the weirdo in the corner yelling at me? I'm like, hey, I, I am the co-founder, you know? And they are like, oh, wow. Hey, nice to meet you. And the excitement I get from meeting those people is like, I can't, I mean, I can't explain it. It's, it's really cool to hear what people have to say in real time in front of my face. They can't lie to me. I'm standing in front of them. Yeah. So it's, it's, just as important for the uh, consumer as it is for you, because you probably also get ideas, right? Being able to be around yes. cons your consumer and hearing people uh -huh. talk about what works, what doesn't work. And we've heard that consistently throughout uh, throughout many of our interviews with different um, different yeah. industries too, not just yeah. uh, not just with uh, fashion. So when you close your eyes and think about the brand that you've built, what are you most proud of? That's a very good question. Wow, you're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I'm most proud of? I'm, I'm actually proud of staying true to who we are. Um, mm -hmm. And that I think is like, I think in, I think in, if I had to do it again from my other brand or other experiences, like you gotta, you gotta say no to people and you gotta, you gotta say no to people. And that was the hardest lesson I learned. Um, stay true to yourself, stay true to your brand. And all, what that means for us is we're not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fashion designer. I, I'm, I don't take myself that seriously. I really don't. Mm -hmm. And I hope, and, and Lisa is like, super grounded, super easy, super authentic. And, you know, in fact, it's interesting. One of your other um, guests, Eliza Lift, I think mm -hmm. she said, she said that, I loved it. She said that consum consumers buy from people, not brands. And I, when I heard that, I was like, damn, that's good. That's exactly right. Yeah. So Lisa and I are staying true to who we are as people through the designs in our, in our styles, which is simple, authentic, you know, easy to wear. Anybody can wear it. And I, that's really been the key driver. Like you're not going to see us with like a printed, you know, taffeta dress coming out. And I don't even know, like, I, I, I can't do that. And I, God bless them when they, you know, the designers that do that and come out with prints and denim and all kinds. Of, I'm like, great. You guys do that. That's great. I can do a, a good t-shirt. I know sleeves, I know collars, you know, I, I, I know fabric, I know jerseys. That's it. Stay in our lane, be true to yourselves. And, and that's really what I'm, I'm most proud of, to be honest with you. And, you know, it also rubs off, I think, too, in our team. Like our girls are, are you know, and guys actually are, are very authentic. We're very respectful with each other. I love, love, love working with my team. I love it. I love it. And honestly, this is the first time in my life that I'm actually, that I'm, I feel like this, like it's, it's emotional for me. That's awesome. Well, I, I think having that experience and, and, uh, I'm actually, uh, I have people who used to work with me, um, and, uh, you know, they're trying to, they come to me for guidance on, as they're starting to look for their next, career. And, uh, and I'm really proud of that as well, because I think that the things that they've learned and the things that they're looking for in an experience stem from things that I always wanted my team to take away. Um, you know, a passion for a product or, or the service that you get it, you use it, you live it, right. Um, those kind yes. of things. And, and I think it's, uh, like you said, you're wearing t-shirts all the time. You believe in it. You're, uh, you know, you, 
you wanted it. And I think like that is, it, it shows in the design that you can't have somebody who is uh, founding or running a company that just doesn't really understand the product, doesn't have an interest in going into your uh, store and, and Soho to see, you know, what consumers are saying about it. I think all of those components are really, really critical for sure. Um, yeah. So funding a company is always uh, really tough, especially tough for women, also diverse founders as well. Uh, can you share any advice uh, along the way, whether for this company or other companies? Have you raised any money? Um, I have raised, I raised money in the past. I haven't yet for this new one, but I have raised money in the past. I think if I could give any advice there, I have been down that road. Some that's worked and some that have not. Um, I think you need to really know who you're getting in bed with. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to really, you got to, you got to have your, you really have to do your research on the people that approach you and the people you're having conversations with. Um, and I, you know, have had to present my, my brand, you know, make sure your numbers are, are spot on, make sure you know what those, what that means. I watch Shark Tank, by the way, I don't know about you. <laughs> But sometimes I like to torture myself and sit in front of a Shark Tank episode and literally sit there with like upper lip sweat because I want to make sure that I'm always on my game, right? So I'm watching, it's like a sporting event to me. Yeah, I I know that feeling so well, but but you got to know your sharks. Who's on the other side, right? Who's on the other side of the table? Know your animal. And that to me has been, that has helped me because in a couple of cases that I didn't do my research, it has bitten me in the rear end. Yeah, to be honest with you. So, no, definitely. That- I think it's it's such a key it's such a key piece. We've actually had people on uh, who have been on Shark Tank, multiple people, uh, and okay. some have done really well, and uh, some and some didn't. And actually, uh, we just had uh, who was it the from Dude Wipes on, and he was talking oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, it was really interesting. He was talking, and he actually had actually we've had so many people they've I mix up sort of the advice that they gave but I think really understanding your numbers is key and really having a business that kind of you know you can understand as well that is not that hard because people are not going to invest in something that they don't understand right and they won't tell you that they don't understand it for Um, sure but but it's so key so you almost have to make it um you know, that any dummy, uh, can understand it. I think that that's, that that's really super, super key. So exactly. It's like the three minute elevator pitch. What is it to explain your brand in three minutes? Really simple, you know? And if you can't get that message across, go back to the drawing board and figure it out before you start approaching anybody, because otherwise you're going to, you're going to hear yourself sounding really, really dumb very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So last question, what's the best advice that you've ever received that you would pass on to other people? I'm afraid I already, already, I mentioned it in the, just now, which was from my father, which was check your ego at the door. Yeah. I, I, I know I said that earlier. I really like I say that to people and it means so much to me because as you know, I'm sure you've experienced in, in, in your, you know, in your tenure with working for people and on your own, it's like those people that do that. It's a real different feeling, you know, to be empowered by your boss, to be empowered by people in on your team 
makes you a better team member. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, you know, I've always, I've been the boss for a long time. I mean, obviously when I worked for David Kelly, I wasn't the boss, but I love that idea. When my dad told me that I was like, Hey, what are you talking about? I'm, are you kidding? I'm the smartest person out there. And then I was like, Oh, I get it because I'm, I become a better person. I become smarter when I surround myself with people that do things better than I do. So that has, that has been my number one key advice to anyone. I love Thank you. Super great. So Jen, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and everyone needs to uh, get a perfect white tea. They also come in other colors beyond white, but uh, we'll right. have all the info in the show notes uh, too. And if you're in Soho, check out her store, her new store uh, too. So, but thank you so much, Jen and everybody have a great rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023 and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head-on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.